Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1581, 10 Slow and Steady Strategies for Practical Decluttering by Courtney Carver of bemorethless.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading articles, book excerpts, essays, sometimes stories every day, including holidays for over four years. If you enjoy the show, sharing it with someone and getting them to subscribe would be greatly appreciated. That goes a really long way to help keep this all going. But for now, let's hear another post and start optimizing your life. 10 Slow and Steady Strategies for Practical Decluttering by Courtney Carver of bemorethless.com. There isn't one right way to declutter, but in most cases, the get rid of everything overnight method isn't sustainable. Think about the big changes you've made in your life. Do you have a better track record with fast and furious or slow and steady? I know it's frustrating. Slow and steady isn't as sexy or glamorous as fast and furious, but it does have a few lovely attributes. Slow and steady can be gentle, sustainable, meaningful. Slow and steady provides a platform for change that can impact every area of your life with the space to learn and grow in the process. Try these slow and steady strategies for practical decluttering. One, set the stage. Challenge yourself and your family to three months of only buying the essentials and or getting rid of something whenever a new item comes into your home. Incoming items include purchases, gifts, and objects from school or the office. In other words, everything counts. If you buy a new pair of shoes, donate an old pair. If you buy a new cosmetic product, toss the remnants of old ones that are probably expired anyway. If you buy new wine glasses, donate the ones you were using before. This will help prevent clutter creep while you are decluttering. Two, clearly define the mission. There's a big difference between organizing and decluttering. Organizing means you're just moving stuff from one place to another. Instead of working so hard to find the perfect spot for something, recognize that it might not have a place in your home or your heart at all anymore. Three, play the memory game. If you keep things in storage, you've probably written the contents on the outside of each box. Otherwise, how would you know what was inside? Remembering what's in the box without a label is a true test of how important this stuff is to you. Fill a box with things you aren't quite ready to part with, but aren't sure you really need. Mark the box, donate after 30 days. Then move the box out of sight, labeled, donate if I don't need. After 30 days, if you can't remember what's in the box or don't miss the contents, donate it all without opening. Four, ask for help. Sometimes we are so attached to our stuff that it's hard to know when to hold on and when to let go. Ask a friend or family member to help you. Let this person vote yes or no to clothing, decorative pieces, and other items. Even better, swap services and agree to go to your friend's home next to reciprocate. Five, invite everyone to the party. When you begin decluttering, invite your family to join in. Don't force, invite. Remember though that while the easiest place to look for clutter is in someone else's space, your family may resent the pressure, so start with your own personal items. Let family members work on decluttering their own things at their own pace. 
If you want people to see the joy in less, live joyfully with less yourself. Six, declutter in stages. Start with the easy stuff to build your decluttering muscles. Items such as duplicates, decorative items, kitchen equipment you haven't used in years, things you don't use or enjoy, and things in storage that haven't been part of your life for a long time will be easier to release. Each thing you let go of will give you the strength and motivation to let go of the next. Seven, vacation light. Apply your decluttering strategies when you travel and lighten up your suitcase. Packing lightly is a great practice for living lightly. On your next trip, pack for half the length of your vacation. Leave the just-in-case items at home and notice how light you feel when walking through the airport, unpacking at the hotel, and exploring a new location without worrying about all of your stuff. Eight, rethink sentimentality. The last stage of decluttering is usually saved for the more challenging items, including the expensive and sentimental stuff. If the expensive things have no meaning or purpose in your life, sell them and use the proceeds to pay down debt or donate to charity. If you're saving items to pass down to your children, consider that they probably don't want it. A Washington Post article called Stuff It! Millennials Nix Their Parents' Treasures paints a compelling picture for parents who are holding on. Quote, as baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964 start cleaning out attics and basements, many are discovering that millennials born between 1980 and 2000 are not so interested in the lifestyle trappings or nostalgic memorabilia they were so lovingly raised with. Downsizing experts and professional organizers are comforting parents whose children appear to have lost any sentimental attachment to their adorable baby shoes and family heirloom quilts, end quote. In other words, your kids don't want your stuff, so you can let go of it now. Your children know real treasures are not in the attic or contained in any physical thing. Nine, let go of your emotions too. When you let go of items that you've held onto because you spent too much money to buy them or made a significant investment on them, strive to also let go of the guilt of bad purchasing decisions and overspending. If you struggle with guilt about letting go, holding on, money spent, or time wasted, it's time to shift every guilty thought to one of gratitude. If you are thinking, I shouldn't have spent that money, trade your thought for, I'm grateful that I recognize what's most important to me now. You've already paid enough. If you don't let go of the guilt, you will continue to pay with your time, attention, energy, and heart. The true cost of the items you are holding is much higher than the numbers on the price tag. And 10, make room for more. Decluttering begins when you want less, less clutter, less debt, and fewer distractions, but eventually, you'll start to crave more. Make room for more of what you really want from your life, room for how you want to contribute to the world, and room for what matters to your heart. Make room for more of the good stuff. Each of these slow and steady strategies for practical decluttering will help you create more space, time, and love with ease instead of struggle, and joy instead of heartache. Be kind to yourself and to your family as you learn to let go of the clutter and hold on to the love. You just listened to the post titled 10 Slow and Steady Strategies for Practical Decluttering by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. 
You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the GoHenry app. And with their GoHenry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. And thank you to Courtney. Come by bemorethless.com for a lot more. She has a new book out called Project 333. That's the experiment where you try dressing with 33 items only for three months. It's very doable and worth trying out. She spent a lot of time writing the book and then planning tour dates, but a lot of it got canceled along with so many other events due to the current crisis. So a great way to support her would be to buy the book. And that goes for any of the authors I narrate here or even things outside of this podcast like restaurants. If you wanna make sure others are supported, even if you can't visit, there are ways to help. You can buy a gift certificate for later online, for example. And if you need help yourself, uh, you can try findhelp.org. I hope you and your loved ones are doing okay. But that should do it. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.